Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Four Jobbers Podcast. My name is Ginger Heat. I am going to be hosting this show this week. I am back on the intros, and we are actually four jobbers yet again, ladies and gentlemen. And here comes the first one. His name is Jordan. The body from Kirkcaldy. Jordan Deves, how you doing, laddie? He's back. Welcome back, Ginger. He's back. It's better than ever. Welcome back, buddy. Um, I'm feeling good. Um, yeah, feeling uh, fresh. Uh, a little bit bored. I won't lie. Um, is that why you hey, shaved your head, or are you just is it you're just going stir crazy? Is it like a Britney moment? What's happening? You know, there was a bit of Britney going on. Um, the problem was I looked back at photos of the end of lockdown, 1.0, and uh, I looked absolutely horrific. Um, so I thought, no, I can't, I can't do that. So I just thought, bye, clippers, get it off. Um, I'm still finding bits of hair everywhere, though. That's the only issue. Like, how do you clean up hair? Would like, you just do it on, like, in the middle of their living room? You just stood there and buzzed your head? Nah, I did it in the kitchen. <laughs> Over the sink? Or? Nah, just on because it's like tile. Rubber, you know what you call it? Like um, rubber. That's <laughs> not rubber, but. <laughs> Like laminate, so it's easy to uh, clean and whatnot, you know? Drop a but... knife and it bounces back and stabs you in the throat? <laughs> no, because you drop it, you catch it again. There's a oh, knack to it, you know? by the blade. <laughs> yeah. But, um, well, yes. Yeah, that, that's pretty much what's happened to me this week. Well, that's, that's pretty good. Well, that's Jordan, ladies and gentlemen. But we are also joined by the son of the dentist, the waxy snake, Ryan, the wax mamba. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, you know, uh, surviving the, the curfew. Uh, not really like I went outside at that hour anyway these days, but uh, it, it feels a little extra weird to know that I can't, even if I wanted to. So, what time is your curfew? Like? 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 8 p.m.? 8 p.m. until 5 a.m. Oh, wow. You must be indoors unless you have a good reason like or, driving an Uber or yeah. being an essential worker. But other than that... How is driving an Uber one of the reasons? Because nobody should be out after 8 o'clock. So who are you driving if no one's out? Eats. Uber Eats. Uber Eats, Uber Eats Skip the Dishes, uh, ah, okay. DoorDash. If any of you guys want to sponsor this podcast, we all use your services very often and would definitely appreciate it. <laughs> and someone... do it. Yeah, used to be your employee. His name is Jason. The enigmatic, the charismatic, the bizarre, the mysterious... They hate Jason, a.k.a. Jason the Glorious. How are you doing? Glorious. Are you actually? We're not, we're, we're not getting more of that song. Okay. Um, I'm just yeah. really happy that my dad is uh, moved into his new house and he'll stop bugging me to carry all his crap into that house. It's been going on forever. Multiple 12-hour days of moving is finally over. So now I can go home and do nothing and be happy about it. I heard that um, Waxman might be moving soon, so he might need a hand. So. Don't even ask. Jason. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> I was wondering why Jordan was saying welcome back to Brad. We had Brad back last week. It's Jason who we should be welcoming back. Yeah, what the hell? He was the oh, missing yeah. jobber last week. Yeah, I mean, no, he walked I... me back in terms of intros, I guess. I thought that's where he was going with it. Yeah, I actually just forgotten what weeks are week. Like, 
Is, is you forgot that Jason existed. Is this January? What's going on? Welcome back, Jason. <laughs> you are glorious. We did miss you. Thank you for coming back. I heard what you said, you son of a bitch. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. We were a little bit worried about the editing process, knowing that you were going to have to do it anyway. But <laughs> yeah, it was all Brad, to be fair. Usually is. Yeah, they usually yeah. is. A fire starter. Wow, racist. Um, so we should not. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was another week in wrestling. It doesn't seem like it was that monumental, except for just before, uh, just yesterday, there's some big news came out, obviously, that Drew McIntyre tested positive for COVID, and he had to come on to Raw, uh, do some video with a tail between his legs. Uh, very, um, I don't know, what do you guys think of, of those videos that he had to do? It's uh, it's interesting that he got, he came on and was like, "I, you know, I'm one of the lucky ones. I don't show any symptoms, but I promise, COVID is bad, and you know, you sh- you didn't want to get it." But he's not exactly a good example of. Why That's what it's I was bad, thinking. Like, you know what I mean? You have it, and you're just fine. Just say, and... just lie. You're an actor. Just lie and say, "Yeah, it yeah. sucks. Like, I'm going through a tough time. But I'm going to come back and kick Oldberg's ass." You know exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of weak. I didn't like it at all. It was just very like wash your hands and stay apart. It was like I don't know. They, they probably made him do that as part of put some flair on it. Woo! Punishment. Yeah, it was. I mean, it is what it is. He's out. It's if a reality gets, of the time him. we're yeah. in, and that we're gonna see it with more and more sports starting up again. It's just it's inevitable that there's going to be an athlete or a group of athletes or even a mini outbreak and or an entire I, football team Celtic. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I know for the NHL <laughs> as part of the government allowing them to resume play, especially in Canada, not only do they need to be tested frequently, but they need to contribute positive messaging towards like wearing a mask, uh, staying home and all of that. So I imagine WWE, there's something similar. It's like we, yeah. we expect you to be ambassadors because yeah, people listen to wrestlers. People listen to athletes. Uh, you know, we don't always say athletes should be role models, but in many cases they are, and their words carry weight. So they weren't even allowed to say they had COVID though months ago. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out people on uh... Raw saying, "Wash your hands, stay apart. I'm in my castle. I'm all safe. Don't worry about me." The <laughs> <laughs> horrible accent. Yeah, that was. Yeah, what was that? The, the the trouble with it though is he's you know he's like oh you know put your mask on and stay inside and do all that stuff but then how did he get it? He was at a party, I bet. She I mean, strip I, his I, title. I'm not one to, you know, have a wee dig it at the old Drew McIntyre, but uh, you know how did he get it? No one else in the thing seems to he have probably it. got it because they they tr- uh, actually I don't know. Because then maybe some, somebody else would test positive. Right? I was going to say they travel, but they back. don't. Like, are they going to really release that, you know, some backstage worker, Stan, tested positive or something yeah. like that? It could be fans, too. Like, you see on Instagram and stuff, stories and things. People are still going up to them. And sometimes they, you know, they'll take their mask down for a picture or they'll, they'll hug the person for a picture. And just because you're wearing a mask find... doesn't mean you can get hugging up to people. Like, it doesn't work yeah, like that, unfortunately. I find that so funny. Even in, like, basketball, the, you know, you see the coach wearing a mask, but then he just, he has to yell at someone, he takes it down. Yeah. So what the hell's the point? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you need part. it the most, you take it off. It's like you put on a condom, and uh, then you're about to stick it in, and you just whip it right off. Like, what the hell's the point? <laughs> I'll just you make out with the condom on, just and then when you penetrate, you take it off. <laughs> yeah. You put it on before you start making out? 
Yeah. And like rolls into it. Is that your, is that your move? The minute the, the minute it gets gets uh, hard, you pop it on there, and then when you go in, you take it off. I know. My name's Jason. It's really nice to meet you. I'm currently wearing a condom, so don't worry. Case, we're safe. So to let you know, that's basically what it is. Look, I'm I'm being safe. Oh wait, when I need it most, whip it off. Also, Jason, it doesn't go over the balls. You don't have to do that. Uh, well, you know, it's uh, the condoms are too big. Yeah. Tiny little willy. <laughs> That's why I was when you buy those magnums. Huh? He does have, um, they have point. extra small. Have a point. I saw in the NFL they had their playoff games, and as soon as when they they blast maximum particles to yell, they pull their mask down. It's like that's when you want the mask to be up more than so anything. Stupid. Nick Nurse is the one we see it do all the time. Jason, he's the worst culprit. It's because they don't care. It's just like oh, we have to wear it, okay, but then we're gonna just do what we want when we want to do it. Yeah. But- my NBA is failing big time right now, so it's not just WWE. I mean, it seems to be somewhat contained, right? I mean, but we don't know how many stars have been off. Like, Charlotte, Char- Ooh, Charlotte was off for a while. <laughs> um, and, you know, it could have been very well COVID-related. Who knows? I mean, there's, there's all kinds of reasons. People could be off TV for two weeks, and what do we know? Where's Braun Strowman? It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, go quarantine yourself until the Rumble. You're useless I mean, until that anyway, so it'll be fine. Not to not to bring a downer on it at all, but you know, we didn't know what was going on with Brody Lee slash John Huber. Next thing we know, he's you know there was something much worse yeah, going on. So exactly, you never know, right? So you never know. They don't. It's not like the olden days when someone's on vacation and they fake an injury and uh, you know, or they blow them up in a car or something and you don't see them for a bit. But set them on fire in the ring during them. <laughs> oh yeah, they see they still do uh, some of that. Then it's yeah, just sometimes. <laughs> What did you guys think of the fireball? That's obviously been the, one of the hot topics. The fireball Fire. that was oh. shot from Alexa Bliss's. It, um, what was written on her hand, me. by the way? Pain, I think. Yeah, pain. Yeah. It, it didn't look like a P, unfortunately. It looked like Dane. Killian Dane is coming up from NXT. Yeah. You know, Dane. You know what I found funny about that <laughs> is scary. when uh, him and Triple H were talking, and he's like, he's talking about like Randy, the way he's carrying himself lately, and how he's disrespecting people. And he's like, you know, you set the fiend on fire, but then, but then you disrespect Ric Flair. It's like, he, yeah. he, uh, like that's worse than killing. Yeah, the but he actually said, when, when, when you set him on fire, I would have done the same thing. Yeah, I exactly. Like, I like that. I would have done the same thing. Oh but don't God, disrespect the old man. Yeah, 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 yeah. You murder somebody and you hurt someone's feelings. <laughs> Two equal things. I mean, now, I Wax, you're not the, the biggest Triple H fan, but would you have used him in this way, in this return with Randy Orton? Is this how you would have had it shake down? I, I don't mind it. I kind of like the overall, uh, and I'm not the biggest Randy Orton fan either, as you know. True, uh, true. I actually quite like the overall development with Randy Orton right now. I think it's kind of interesting that he's going back yeah. into this legend killer. He, sometimes when Randy doesn't have anything to do or, they, or you know, booking doesn't have anything for him, it really seems like he, he coasts. And it's not mm-hmm. really necessarily always his fault. Sometimes, you know, he's Randy Orton. He, he gets on name value. You can put him into anything and he'll be fine. I like that he's doing something because when Randy Orton is inspired and he's enjoying what he's doing, he's one of the best ever to do it. Um, For sure. So I, I kind of like it. And I do like that they're using Triple H with the history. You know, they roll in the same circles a little bit. Uh, Triple H is, I suppose, a, les- a legend himself. And suppose. Yeah. I suppose he is. I suppose Triple H is a legend. My favorite wrestler of all time. So I know, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just bugging him. But yes, I, 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 I get it, and I, I think it's a, it was a good move. 
to, to bring Triple H in because you can't just have Orton yelling at old people every week until Bray Wyatt eventually returns, right? Well, it's, it's interesting because I I was initially when they said, oh, Drew's out for a couple of weeks and then they said, oh, by the way, Triple H is going to be on Raw. I was like, oh, well, then he must be coming in to fill the gap for Drew McIntyre. But he didn't have anything to do with that storyline. or So was this part of the plan the whole time that Triple H was going to come back for what I'm guessing will be another feud leading up to a match at Mania? Is that Or Rumble at least. And then... Yeah. like. Oh, they already agreed to a match at Rumble, didn't they? No, I don't, no, I don't think there's a match. They had a match match on right. Raw. Yeah. But I'm guessing okay, yeah, it was going to happen and build, right? Because it's, it's no, kind of like I, I thought there'd be more. Because Triple H says you want someone to if you want if you got something someone wants then you have to make them do something like whatever his speech was right and then all he makes one insult and then all of a sudden that's out the window. It was just like it happened too fast, you know. Yeah, I've exactly. never heard him say yeah. prick. Sorry, before. steal that from you. Mm -hmm. No, no, I I agree with you. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, uh, elaborate. He makes this impassioned this uh, speech or whatever, saying like you're not gonna get me to do what you want by just yeah. insulting me. I'm not an idiot. And then he calls him a prick. Or no, yeah, he called call, Randy a prick. Called right? him a prick. I've never who called him a prick. I've never Who's heard a prick? anybody say prick in WWE ever. A Triple H called Randy bad, a prick, right? Yeah. I thought yeah, he said yeah. pussy or something because nah, he said to bleep it. He said you're an entitled little prick or something like that. And they bleeped like, it. Whoa. Oh, did prick. they? Oh, not on the one I saw. No, yeah, ours was bleeped. Oh. That's why I thought he said pussy. Ah, no, no, he said prick. pussy dick. You're a pussy dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, if he said pussy, okay, I'd be a bit, but prick. You're a prick. Okay. Yeah, that's he did say prick because I heard him say it. Is that worse for you than, than something else? Like, is that a bad insult to you? No. No. I've just never heard anybody say I've that. I've never even heard like it be bleeped before. Like, I didn't know it had to be bleeped. No, exactly. You can say it's bitch. Like tried to push, bitch. The, push the envelope bitch. and make it a little bit more, you know. PG twelve, poo poo head. Instead of just PG or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah he, he just he just threw everything out the window real quick and said, "All right, let's fight." So that was whack. Let's fight. Yeah, it was way too rushed. I mean, you have Triple H there, and that promo alone, I, I was like, "This is good." And like in his face, and just like, how do you not like laugh at each other with those two faces? And the like, Triple H is right there with the microphone, and then he just gave up that quick. Like I don't know. I, I thought it would have. The thing that annoyed me most about that, though, is, he, you know, he says, oh, hi, Stephanie's got your balls in her purse. And I'm like, oh, right, okay, it's a good one. Triple H comes back in, does a wee circle, walks up to Randy and just goes. <laughs> and just for some reason sniffs his fingers for a second. You know what? And then hits him. And I'm like, well, why did he, what was he sniffing? Like, what was <laughs> Yeah, that's true. He did the little uh, sniff. Why did he have a wee sniff? And I then, thought that uh, was like in my mind as he's saying that, I'm like, okay, this is going to lead to him attacking Stephanie somewhere. And I was like, okay, he's going to go to their house. He's going to give an RKO through their house, their dining room table. Like, this is what house. I want to see. And then, yeah, yeah, I want to see, like, he, he'd do that. He's the legend killer, right? He's going to get to him. He's, he's going to finally make a fight him. Instead, he went to their house and, and attacked Stephanie. No, but he, I think he went to Triple H's house, didn't he? Or yeah. he went to someone's house and wrecked it. Yeah, he no, went to someone's house. That's what I'm thinking. He could go to Triple um, H's and put Stephanie through a dining room table. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Edge <laughs> RKO. going to Cena's house. Yeah. Oh, it was Cena? Brian Pillman's house? No, but yeah. Randy went to Triple H's house. <laughs> the gun? <laughs> he goes to everyone's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Randy, get, get out of my I mean, flat. Ray Wyatt's house gets burned down, so, you know. 
Yeah, he's lots of houses. He doesn't like houses. He's <laughs> got a thing about being outside. He likes that. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Anyway, let's uh, let's get into our regular scheduled, regularly scheduled programming. What do you guys want to start with? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what do we have uh, on the uh, on the docket? Uh, we wrote something down yeah, earlier. Yeah, we've, there. Got, um, we've got some homework. We've got some milky goodness that I hope Wax has You wrote homework to... first, so let's do that. First. Okay, let's yeah, homework let's start with the homework. And, uh, you know, just like you said last week when I wasn't here, uh, you know, I guess uh, maybe we got to uh, maybe do the homework now. Uh, guys, are you uh, uh, are you ready for the uh, homework? Is that <laughs> how supposed I say to be imitating it? yourself because it didn't sound any different. I know. I, no, I'm just doing what I normally do. Oh. <laughs> Jason's homework of the week. The homework for this week is your four favorite of all time cruiserweights or light heavyweights. Oh wait, we missed the uh, the intro. Jason's I'll insert it. DDP, you better not count. No, I'm making a new guy. The triangle. Oh, nice. The triangle. Yeah, Illuminati. <laughs> That's right. The ascension. So what is this light heavyweight edition now all of a sudden? What is it, who how does that That's work? light heavyweight is what the WWE called their cruiserweights. It's the same thing. Yeah, okay. used to, they were they were cruiserweights, but the title right. was the light heavyweight. It's the same yes. people, but they just called them something different. And we're gonna start with the big old Scottish bastard Jordan. Oh balls. I better get my list. Okay. Um, so top four, top four favorite cruiserweights. Um, lovely. I'm glad I get to go first because I'm sure that there will be some of these on other people's lists. Um, but yeah, here we go. Number four, version one, Matt Hardy. <laughs> um, That's a uh, interesting borderline. Yeah. Particularly when he was version one Matt Hardy with Shannon Moore. Shannon. I think that was his name. Yeah. Shannon Moore. Yeah. Um I I hated him. I absolutely hated him because I loved Matt Hardy so much. I loved him. And then when they split and he became Matt Hardy version one, it was kind of pally with Shannon Moore, who I wasn't quite sure what their relationship was supposed to be, but hey ho. Um and then he became the cruiserweight or light heavyweight champion or whatever on and off a couple of times. I hated him so much, but then looking back, I think that's what kept him afloat for for so long. Um, he, he was able to kind of pull that gimmick, and that, you know, I, although I hated him, he drew me in. He got me interested when I was a little bit younger. So, yeah, Matt Hardy is my number four. Um, number three. Well, I don't know if you guys are ready for, for this. <laughs> so you better uh, stand back. <laughs> There's a hurricane coming through. Woo! That's a yeah. good one. Hurricane uh, Gregory Helms, is that his name? Yep, Greg, yep. Greg Helms, Gregory Helms. Yes. Um, he was class. I actually, like the whole superhero thing, as somebody who is into comics and graphic novels and th all that kind of stuff, that really appealed to me. Somebody mm -hmm. who was, oh, I mean, obviously wrestlers are all basically slightly more realistic superheroes. That's pretty much the point of it. Yeah. But this guy was dressed like a superhero. He had the cape, he had the mask, you know, he had everything. 
Um, the attitude, then, the movements, like yeah, everything he did was just was great. I loved it. It really appealed to me when I was a little bit younger. And then, of course, he tagged with Kane, winning the, the oh, tag titles yeah. as well. So that's yeah. sick. And he gets Again. to come back here and there and stuff. So that's like cool. he, he was great. I, I really enjoyed um, Hurricane. Like he's like you say, all these movements and everything in the ring were always fun to watch. So yeah, Hurricane uh, at number three. Uh, number two. What did they call him? The uh, the, the the Japanese buzzsaw. <laughs> it's Tajiri. It's got to be right. Beautiful, great. Who didn't who didn't love seeing the green mist? It's probably point. number one on Jason's list. I would have assumed. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. Unless okay. he counts RVD. I don't know if he counts as a. There you go. Uh, no, he does not count. Okay. <laughs> um, and he did quickly change my list. No, I'm really um, so yeah, Tajiri number two. He was class, man. Like the what was the thing? The spider thing that he did in the room. The tarantula, not the spider. That was that was. Have the... you seen Jason's movie about him? Not movie, uh, video. No, it wasn't. It was, that was a no. It wasn't about him. It was about Hakushi. Oh, Hakushi. Sorry, that's true. Yes. Oh. Oh. Different. I guy. guess you haven't seen it either. There we go. That's <laughs> did you post um, it anywhere? I'm not even sure. No. Yeah, he was always fun to watch. Um, he was very, very impressive in the ring. Um, but also, it was just a little bit different to anybody else at the time in terms of the cruiserweights. Because I think that was probably before we really started to see the um, like Japanese wrestling and stuff mm. on mainstream shows. Uh, and Tajiri was one of those guys who was kind of almost like teasing what that style of wrestling was going to be in mainstream WWE. Um, so yeah, Tajiri, class. Loved watching him. Um, and at number one, uh, I don't really have a choice. It's got to be Rey Mysterio, right? Yeah. I mean, the guy has held multiple cruiserweight titles in different promotions, but he's also held the heavyweight title. I don't know how that works. He beefed up for one match or whatever. I don't get it. <laughs> but anyway, he, you know, he, he's an absolute legend. Yes, his more recent work Although not his work as such, but his gimmick has been a little bit poor and badly booked. Rey Mysterio is the guy. Like, go back and watch any of his matches, you know, from the, the kind of late 90s, you know, all the way through the 2000s. He's class. He's so good to watch. So, yeah, Rey Mysterio, of course, has got to be my number one. Great picks. There you go. There's my there's my list. It's it's nice and easy, succinct, yeah. tight. Tight. It was a pretty good list, but unfortunately, it came in at over 205 live, so we cannot count it. It's 206. We got to throw it out. Sorry. Uh, next, uh... we're going to go with Son of a Bitch, Ginger Heat. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be better if it was Waxman. I got a, I'm making a, cha a change here. That's why you're a son of a bitch. Okay, let's go with Son of Dentist. <laughs> All right, mine won't be very long, Jordan. I feel like I keep stopping to listen to them, so I, I you know, I don't want to be working while, while I'm listening to the voice. On, on my list, uh, quick honorable mention to Billy Kidman, not because I particularly like him in the ring. I was always just jealous that he was married to Tori Wilson for a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> he, was, he was pretty solid in his own right, but if anyone else has him on their list, I'll let them talk about him more. Number four has to be Chavo. Chavo Guerrero. Ooh, Chavo. Yeah, yeah. Good talker, good wrestler in the ring. Let's all pretend that Kerwin White never happened, never existed. 
but, you know, for someone who was not in the shadow, but sort of second to one of the best wrestlers of all time, Eddie Guerrero, yeah. uh, Chavo, Chavo was great in his own right. I think a lot of people forget that and they think more of the Guerrero than they do the Chavo, but he was, he was, he was excellent. Uh, great cruiserweight, great little guy. Um, and again, comes from the Guerrero family. So, you know, he was technically sound and entertaining to watch. Yeah. I, gu I guess the only problem with him was that he was in the shadow of his brother. Yeah. I and think that's just unfortunate more than anything. It is. And you know, it, it's not a negative for him. It's just, I think if his last name was something else, we'd remember him a lot more. Yeah. You think that. Absolutely. Uh, number three, and the rest of my list is going to look very, very similar to Jordan's. I put Tajiri number three. Also, uh, I absolutely loved uh, sort of the martial arts style that Tajiri had, complementing with a bit of the high flyer. I loved the the, 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 the kick, like that, that like shoot kick he had for his finisher for a little bit. I really like the tag team with him and William Regal, but I think William Regal just paired with anyone is super entertaining. Uh, and, and yeah, to Jordan's point, he was one of the first sort of exposures of, of, of Japanese wrestling. I wouldn't say he's necessarily a trailblazer, but he was certainly one of the, the earlier examples, at least in a mainstream WWE, WWF audience. So I, I always thought he was very good. Uh, and yeah, the Green Mist, uh, the Green Mist was awesome. I always never understood as a kid how he did it. It, it never made, I couldn't, I couldn't make that connection in my brain. So it was always super cool. <laughs> Uh, and it, it brings into some of that uh, superhero-esque-ness, right? It's a superhero move, spraying mist from your mouth. And speaking of superhero, my number two is the Hurricane. Uh, again, wrestling is sort of meant to be. There's heroes and villains. And I, as a kid, as a younger, younger lad, I loved someone who just took it literally. It's like, I'm going to be an actual, literal superhero. And to his credit, uh, Shane Helms... I think was his real name, if I'm not mistaken, but Gregory <laughs> Holmes was his, you know, Hurricane's uh, citizen oh, name. Okay. But he, he really committed to the bit. He'd be like, citizen, what are you doing? Stop this at once. <laughs> he would, like, fight crime. He was also, I did a quick research, he was the longest reigning cruiserweight champion of all time. He held the title for more than a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he was, uh, a lot of people remember him just for the goofiness, but he was, he had a pretty solid reign. Uh, and number one has to be Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I agree with Jordan. How can you not put Rey Mysterio on your list? And, and number one, uh, not only was he a, a crossover, you know, he wasn't just someone who stuck in the cruiserweight, fought other cruiserweights. He was able to sort of jump to the, I don't want to say mainstream, but compete with the bigger guys and, and look legitimate next to them and we talk so much these days like okay this guy's too small this guy's too small i can't i can't buy these little guys coming up going against the big guys but it never felt like that with ray at least with the push they gave him um and he was the first as much as i you know i didn't put matt hardy on my list because i didn't consider him to be a, a cruiserweight as much as i grew up being a huge fan of the hardy boys and other tag teams and edge and christian my first ever favorite wrestler was ray mysterio and so he has to be number one for me. I I like that list. You came in at two oh four, so we can accept it. Good job. Um, all right. <laughs> Unbelievable. Speaking, uh, yeah, I guess I'll go next, so Brad can continue uh, thinking. Please do. Um, speaking of longest reigns, 
my number four is Gilberg. Yes. And he has the longest recognized reign of the light heavyweight title in WWE, actually, which I was surprised to look up. Uh, 448 combined days. Uh, and only uh, that was only one time. Like, he, he had it for 448 days straight. That's mad. Wow. Anyways, That's crazy. I mean, obviously not the greatest wrestler, but a lot of funny moments mocking one of the greatest wrestlers, Goldberg. I'm sure. <laughs> that was a good one, mate. I enjoyed that. Mm. Um, yeah, so number three, I'm going to go with Neville. Mm. Great. Uh, mostly because, like, Pop. you know, when he, when he came in with all that superhero stuff, which is funny, you guys are talking about superheroes, that's when I didn't like him. He was, like, super, like, you didn't have much of a character or anything to really attach yourself to. But then when he became a beast and he was just like, he, he brought this brutality mixed with this high flying crazy spectacle to that division. It was just something uh, amazing to watch and uh, a huge fan of him after he made that transition. And I mean, he's just a human muscle. He could literally do anything. He has muscles I've never seen on a human before. Zero percent body fat. <laughs> it was yeah, he's just a specimen, and it was uh, amazing to watch. Yeah, that's what, I mean, that's when he came back and was cruiserweight champion for however long. He was class, and that's exactly the character that he is now in AEW. But as yeah, he's great in AEW now. He, he he's so good. He literally comes out, and everyone's like, "Oh, there he is, the bastard pack," and it's like <laughs> that's his name. It's great. The gimmick is just so well done, and you're right. He looks insane. So yeah, yeah. Good, good like pick. I never knew he could do a character like that. And I mean, we all like to watch cruiserweights and everything. It's fun to see them flip this, that, and the other. But for me, I need more than that. I need a character, a story, some attitude, and he really brought that in. And building upon that, my number two is Enzo Amore, who brought some <laughs> real good promo and character and all the stuff I love to the cruiserweight division. He carried that division. He made it special. He made it have moments. He made people want to watch it. And uh, I'm sad that he's not still with WWE because he was, he was money. He was really, really good. I loved, I mean, not the greatest in the ring, I guess. You know, he's serviceable, but all the stuff that I love, promos, attitude, being charismatic, all that beautiful stuff, he really gave a he injected that into that division. It wasn't just about flips and this, that, and the other. Uh, it was just a beautiful thing to see. So he's my number two, which is, you know, I guess kind of weird. I don't know if a lot of if he's highly regarded anymore in uh, wrestling. I don't even know what he what is he doing now. I don't even know. But is he um, not, is he not? I think he's, he's a like rapper. Rap music or something. Yeah. He's, yeah. I want I want to see him back in the ring. It's sad. A little bit haunted. Good. (laughs) And my number one, which might get me some heat, which he is very accustomed to, is X-Pac. Yeah, you were going there. All right. Yeah, for sure. I don't know why, but I've always been a big fan of Six. He was Six in WCW. X-Pac, I I, I don't know. He's just... I think he's really underrated, to be honest, because he has this... uh, You know, people talk about X-Pac heat and all that, because, like, later on in his career, it did really go downhill with... uh, you looking at X Factor and all that bullshit he had to do, but uh, like he most was actually one two three kid. Yeah, as one two three kid, 
a lot of people talk about how he was the measuring stick. Like a lot of he he would be sent out there to have matches with a lot of people, and he can he could go and he can he could get the job done. And if you could have a match with him, then you can continue in the company. So I think he's underrated worker. He was a decent promo. I still remember when he came over, you know, back from WCW. And <laughs> decent, he was, I mean, uh, like, he wasn't known for promos by any means, uh, but he wasn't the worst. For, for a good reason. Yeah, I guess. But um, <laughs> he said some funny things on it. Like, he's not awful, but, you know, he's, he's not just known like, for it. He's I do definitely agree he's underrated. I think we remember so much of, like, the negative stuff, and I definitely think yeah. he wouldn't have gotten some of the opportunities if he didn't, like, become friends with the right people, but he was good. Yeah, he has um, sure. an amazing match with The Rock on Raw also to see. And, uh, yeah, as far as his promos being as good as Brett, uh, they're both pretty bad or whatever. <laughs> um, that's, how you, that's you come back from it after you just got finished saying he's a good no, promo. He's, he's serv- he's Clearly, okay. he's not even close to Brett yeah, promo level. The same level. It's obviously they're not both close. Like whatever. It's not close. They're both like whatever. They're both like Facebook, no, no, no. whatever. No. You can't throw them Neither in the Neither one same of them promo. are good. No, not. Brett's good. But um, yeah, he's good. Yeah, Xbox. Great. Good. Uh, I like Xbox. So number one. Is it because you know you get Xbox heat whenever you come on the podcast, Jason? Maybe, but like I liked him before that term was even used. Yeah, I don't. I I I just thought he was cool when I was a kid. All that. Yeah, your love of it now is definitely more recent. Like as a kid. I liked him. Like we all liked one two three kid as a kid, but then in in DX he was cool because he was part of DX, but he was nobody's no, no, favorite. Was... Like we didn't, you know, like you'd get his figure his, and stuff yeah, like that. But like, I think we all like liked him. But then it's I think feel like you've found your appreciation for him more since you've gone back and oh, watched. Also, him because since. I really like the person Sean Waltman. I've heard him on podcasts. And he's, exactly. He talks, There's a lot he's had more such to a crazy it life, and he talks about all of it. He's very open. He's very chill, down to earth. You can talk about anything. So that's, yeah, for sure. My fandom has grown based on learning about the man himself. I mean, you might as well be after those videos come out. I mean, just, no, it's, it's honestly really amazing how vulnerable yeah, he's been. he's been through a lot. Podcast. And um, when he, like, when he got introduced into DX, I still remember that night. And he, he came, you know, he's like, uh, Triple H is like, when you look to the click and he brings out X-Pac. And he had that sick little twist on the, on the DX theme where it's like, X-Pac, you know, like, like all that yeah. stuff I liked as a kid. And I remember he's like, I think he was talking to Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan talked a lot of shit about him backstage in WCW. And he's like, and you, Hulk Hogan, you suck, pal. And I was like, this is so cheesy, but it was funny. Yeah. Pal, you suck, so pal. Garbage. <laughs> I couldn't get the mustard. <laughs> well, you suck. You got yeah, a little pop. So good. <laughs> good now. Good now. Well, it's because they said something yeah, know, bad about Hulk Hogan. That's why it gets a pop. Like, even if it's the You're worst thing ever. <laughs> Suck, yeah, you're a anyway. jerk. <laughs> you suck, pal. It's the same. It's like the worst thing. Good old. So right. good. Anyway, yeah. Legend. Great Legend. sex tape, too. And I can't figure out if he's underrated he's or overrated, overrated, obviously. <laughs> some, Have some you ever heard anyone talk know. too highly no, of him? No, great. he's definitely underrated. I think Brad's trying Holy to put God. off his list right now. He's... <laughs> no, I'm ready to go. If you guys Here are ready, comes... here we go. Mongo. So there's so many names that, like, if you look up light heavyweight and who's classified under it, it goes up to, like, 230 yeah. Yeah. for a light heavyweight. So that includes a lot of people that I could put on here. Like, there's certain people that I don't, I don't know if, if you guys are going to freak out if say I put the them on the list. the ones first, and we'll, we'll see what you, you know, I'll cancel them or not. Well, then it, it totally changes my, the order well, of my list. Do you have backups if 
you know, if one's whack. All right, let's let's just go with the the, yeah, the list that okay. I wanted to do, and if you and freak out, then I'm probably I'll figure something out. All right, yeah, freaking out. <laughs> Number four. Number four, I have to put this one uh, just because you guys would get upset if I didn't. Yeah, Rey Mysterio, yeah. um, he's really good. I'm not I'm not a big fan though. Never so been I a fan. Him better I don't know w- what it is. I liked him better in uh, WCW because uh, when he came to WWE, as soon as he came to WWE, I hate the big never... Yeah, I don't know what it is. Oh, it's yeah. just never, never done it for me. Tights. That's fair. Probably don't believe that he can have these matches because yeah. he... and how how rare it. I don't even think that's it because I'm a, I'm a, a smaller person, you know, so I should like the smaller guy. That's why I that's like why Brett, you hate it. I guess him. it has nothing to do with that. It's like in spite of that, in spite of him being so cool, in spite of all these things, I don't know why I've never been mad. But anyway, I still recognize that he's one of the greatest of all time, and this there's is your no favorite. doubts about it. This is your he's favorite, fantastic. So you don't have to put him. Oh, well, then fuck him. <laughs> all right. That was, that was easy. Let's go instead of him. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put Neville yeah. in this spot. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Neville. He would have been one up, but now, boom, Neville. I liked him a lot because I watched him in NXT, so I got to see those insane promos that he did, those crazy badass matches he put on. Like as NXT champion, he was a fucking badass champion. And if you wanted that NXT title, you had to be better than him. And that's like it, for a good year or whatever. It was just like NXT was hot during that run because. There was a lot of good names down there, and you weren't taking that title if you weren't fucking if ready to take fucking, it. you weren't fucking, you weren't taking that title. I thought you <laughs> awesome. like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> if you ain't fucking, you ain't yeah, winning the title. Cool. Number three, childhood uh, favorite of mine I have to put here, oh, Taka yeah, I forgot about Mishinoku. Him. Yeah, I love yeah, him. Yeah, great girl. I, I loved him as a kid. I had his action, his action figure. Badass guy. I don't know if you guys remember uh, much Taka about him. Mishinoku but... driver. I think this is where the couple Sick years move. age difference between the two of us uh, comes into play. Do you not remember him at all, though? No, I, I very like I know the name, but I, yeah, I have very little. He held it for a long time. Uh, the title, good, good, good title run, but he was never like a, a huge no, star. No, I just thought he was cool. They did some weird that's stuff awesome. with him oh, towards the end of his He career. helped chop off uh, Val Venus's penis, I think. Yeah, that's the only thing I know. Of him. <laughs> yeah, the and tie, pee pee. Yeah, once, once another another moment I remember ago. from him is in the Royal Rumble. Someone t- tossed him over the top rope, and he smashed his he face smashed on the floor. face first. Yeah, yeah and it went right to the hospital oh. after that. Yeah, oh, shit. I remember that. All right, so this one's gonna be number three. Owen no. Hart. No, no, no. Sneaks in no, just no, under no, the no, light no. heavyweight. No, wait, wait, let me on. Okay, number well, four then. Neville or or Taka. All right. Just keep Neville, going. Neville, talk. <laughs> Stop paying yeah, such okay. close attention. Just say I, something. I'm I've already confused. I thought you wouldn't catch that. <laughs> Good catch. Anyway, so toss him out. Okay, I'm not allowed to use him. Am I allowed to use Jericho? Yes. Jericho was a cruiserweight champion a couple of times. But I don't the think you were a fan of his. guy that I really watched in WCW. The only thing I saw in WCW was him, and then I would watch the NBO still on Lion Tamer. Oh, it's beautiful. All right, well... But he's always had something about him. He's fantastic. But look, if he doesn't count, I understand. I mean, he was a cruiserweight champion, but he wasn't exactly. in WWE. I mean, it depends, so I if, guess, what you're basing your criteria of. And this is obviously, personally, right. I think the homework task should be, um, you know, driven by the teacher themselves, Jason. But his his uh, question was so broad, it can be left to interpretation. So 
And at first it was cruiserweights, so I was thinking cruiserweights, and then all of a sudden it became and light same heavyweights. Thing. Well, because it, and I understand why, but it, but it, it's not That's the what same thing. They called thing. it in WWE. Like I'm not, you know. And then it's like the modern guy, so I was like, do I put modern cruiserweights? But anyway, I'll put my real number one. Is this one counts? No matter what you say, <laughs> I don't care. The number one of all time is Tyson oh, Kidd. Oh, that's a great uh, pick. Uh, Stick it I mean, in your that gob. That counts. No, yeah, that counts. counts 100%. Does it? He is two. He was billed at 204 pounds. Yeah, but he never pounds. went for the belt. He was always, always in the tank. He was billed in at 204 pounds. He fits all the criteria. He went, and he's there was no the cruiserweight or light heavyweight no. belt when he was there. So no, there wasn't. he couldn't have gone for it. It went away in like 2006 or seven, and it only came back with 205. Oh, that's a great show. It's your list, so you can put the Undertaker if you want. So yeah, Tyson Kidd's fine. <laughs> oh, Jason's so mad that I picked a good one. I love Tyson Kidd, but I don't think of him. The best one. I snuck it in there. Jason yeah, so, forgot all yeah, about him. So bitter than Tyson him. Kidd. I forgot about. I beat him at his home. So upset. I can't believe. It. You said so, Owen yeah. Hart. <laughs> Owen Hart. Come on. What was he building? Owen Hart. Did you it's check? Not the billing. It's just he's not known as a light he's heavyweight. He's not known as a cruiserweight. Yeah, true. Weird enough, if you look at like all these light heavyweight lists, he's on them. I don't understand why, but he must have been billed as a light heavyweight at some point. <laughs> Two twenty-seven. There's nothing light heavy. That's me. Mike when he started his career, was he like I don't know? There's, it's interesting. Out of uh, some great lists there, there's a couple that. Nobody mentioned, and I'm surprised by maybe because they were not their favorite. But you can't not mention people like Dean Malenko when you think about cruiserweight. Yeah, he's boring, right? man. He's still he's, he's just no one's favorite, favorite even more in a list like this in terms of <laughs> wrestling ability. Yeah, he's he boring. Was... Yeah, I didn't care. I didn't care about that when Fantastic. I was a kid. He came out with like boring trunks with a boring face. So I was like, eh. <laughs> boring face. <laughs> <laughs> What would have made his face less boring? He didn't have any expressions. He just looked the same no matter what was happening. <laughs> so that's how I, that's how I feel. If he wore Kurt's pink cowboy hat, it would have been more exciting. Drew Gulak, no. Hey, he changed his tights. He changed his tights. He still doesn't wear knee, knee pads. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not but his knees are covered. <laughs> oh, because he's got... Yeah. Oh, Oh, he's gonna become a fan. Well, so he's not in the Royal Rumble. He's gonna, be the biggest Drew Gulak. he's gonna show up next week with a Drew Gulak T-shirt. Gulak attack. Uh, uh, you you uh, was... remember Ultimo Dragon? I yeah. Ultimo Dragon. Yeah, it was another contender for me. Um, there was Akio slash Jimmy Wang Yang. Oh yeah, yeah. Paul London and the Brian Kendrick. Yeah, yeah. Scotty, Scotty, too high. Callouts for Sincara or uh, Kalisto there? No, no. <laughs> what about Defari? Yeah. Sean, Jason's oh, guy. Yeah. Say Rios. What about, uh, what about uh, Psychosis? I and, uh, yeah. I think yeah, WCW did cruiserweight the best, and then that's when WWE's like, "Oh, we need light heavyweights." That's why they like copied them yeah. in that, but they gave like. They gave some 100%. of them a bigger opportunity, obviously, like uh, Jericho and oh. Eddie Guerrero. So, Mr. Ray, Ray, oh, yeah, Benoit. Ray, obviously. Yeah, there was definitely a time in the early mid 2000s where there was a, a pretty solidly developed cruiserweight um, division 
in the WWE with a, a bunch of those guys, you know, like Tajiri, Ray, Ultimo Dragon, uh, Hurricane, Matt Hardy was in there sometimes, Jericho was in there sometimes. It was good. Like, I, I liked that. It was just something different than the punching and grappling that you would see with the bigger guys. You could see some more off the top rope. You could see some more Hurricane Ranas. I, I, you know, and being a cruiserweight myself, actually, I'd probably even be like a super cruiserweight <laughs> at my side. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Probably. A featherweight. Uh, I always appreciated seeing that, you know, these little guys can also be on TV and put on a really great show. So, yeah. I mean, imagine now if they if they kept it going, if the division was hot, they, I mean, they have Ricochet, you still, could put in Daniel Bryan, you could put in AJ Styles, you could put in like 205, major people. And 205. It's not given that the, the main stage it used to be given. That's that's what I'm saying. If the division was hot and you were to put those size guys in there right now, those names I just mentioned, like, come on, you have one title and you have those guys There's going for so it. So many made. smaller size guys who could be great. Uh, Adam Cole. Gargano. Gargano. Oh, absolutely. Champa as well. Champa. Ricochet. Xavier uh, Woods. Woods. Slapjack. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Slapjack, how about we move it along, unless there's anyone else you guys want to wrap this up with. No? All right, let's get into One Good, One Pish. One Good, One Pish. One Pish. One Good, One Pish. Yeah, that's a better <laughs> name, One Good, One Pish. I like it. Okay, we can do that. Or, yeah, one Good, One Pish. And you all have to say one, Pish. No, with it's not your One Good, it's Wine Good. Wine, wine Good, One Pish. Oh. Wine wine what's another what's another That's Scottish like term for good? Get. Get? G U D. No, that, no good. some better. <laughs> Listen, I'm Scottish. I'm telling bro. you, there's not one better. Bro, one something something one that's good. Bro. What about cracking? <laughs> one crack, one fish? No. <laughs> crack. One you want to do some crack, Chase? You do <laughs> some crack. Don't you say that was cracking? I, like, I had a cracking, cracking time. Don't you say that? One banger. Maybe in the 19th century. Yeah, you know, bang, brown or something. Fish. We'll just say well, one, one good, one pish. One good, one pish. One good, G-U-D-J. Say it. Gad. Still good. sounds like gad. <laughs> good. <laughs> one good. One your good. Wax for the week. One pish. Excellent. All right, let's jump right into it. Um, I don't know. Who wants to go first? Jason, the glorious, why don't you lead us off? What did you like about this week in wrestling, and what did you think was um, My one pesh, which might be the worst thing I've seen in my entire life, <laughs> was the the promo um, between uh, Mandy Sachs. Uh, is that her? Yeah, Mandy yeah. Sachs and uh, Dana Brooke. Oh, Mandy, yeah, Rose. Mandy, Mandy Rose, sorry. <laughs> Mandy Sachs for him. First of all, there's a horrible tag team that was just thrown thrown together. It's and so it's not crazy. them, it's the creative or the writing it's or whoever's crazy. handcuffing them. It's just they, they just seem so stupid and they're like, We're we're announcing you want to see it together? We're announcing for the Royal Rumble, and you're gonna get pushed over the top rope, and it's just so crap. There's no there's no character, there's no feeling to it, it's just so generic and uh it was one of the worst things I've seen. It might be the worst thing all year. We'll see. It's still early, but... It's still early. <laughs> uh, 
Even my valet, I, I was because you sent it to the chat, so I was looking at it, and my valet just over. She goes, "Well, that wasn't very good, was it?" No, <laughs> it, 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 like, hey, look, oh, we're hip. We, we we had a reference to Kim and Kanye, and you can tell they high fived after because they said the words at the same time, like they were practicing it. And the whole goal of the promo was to get them to say the words at the same it was like, time. It wasn't like, to uh, teach us anything; it was to give them. It was it was like, like, uh, sorry, sorry. you Jason. Yeah, it's my time. It's supposed to be <laughs> my time. No, but it was like a poorly done like cheerleading routine or something. You just they're just waiting for each other to finish, and she's like, "Ow, like ooh, yeah. that was ba- bad." And it also, she said a Kardashian kicks Kanye Car- to the curb. It was just Kim. It wasn't the whole family, right? Like they didn't all take a turn, did they? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. It was just, it I was just, just, I think yeah. the thing I hate most about them is Pitch. the fact that every time they come out, they just go, "Yeah," and they do like that kind of. Muscle shoot thing, mm. and the I'm like, it, it shit just I've looks seen. like yes, you are buff. Don't get me wrong. If one of them, if I, I was kick all our asses. if I was coming home from work, right, and one of them came up to me and said, "Here, I listened to your podcast, you arsehole." I'm I'd running, leg it. I wouldn't get very far because they'd <laughs> yeah. catch me. But, they'd probably catch you, yeah. yeah. But like, they would catch me easy. But and I would take a beat. I'm fully aware. I'd get my ass kicked by both of them, but. It's just it just looks bad. Like it doesn't work. Yeah, it's because the problem's not them. No, it's, it's exactly. what they're being told to say and do yeah. and yeah. Mm. So it's a very small, but it's just something that I picked up on and I hated it. So I'm just gonna keep it at that as my pish. But also, um, I want to slide in a quick pish. Oh, two pish. Two pish. Um, pish. Because I just saw this pish. highlight um the the IC title match between Apollo Cruz and Big E. I hate the double pin ending as it is. And that's not even the pish, though. It's the fact that he gets slapped and he's like, ring the bell. And it just starts another match, another title match, just like that. Like Big E can just start another title match. Well, go mm-hmm. ahead. Here's ring the bell. So that's my second pish. Cool. One pish, two pish, red pish, blue pish. My pish is basically um, <laughs> the same. Thing. Actually, you know what? I don't even have any good. So I'm going to give one more pish. Oh, um, <laughs> and then I'm done. Your- Two pish, if you want. New yeah. rule. <laughs> so I, but this this builds off an early last week's good. Uh, when I inserted myself into the podcast, you know, a little a little snippet. When I said that I was happy to see the dirty dogs and the, uh, you know, in the title picture. Despite um, the name. Despite the name, yeah. And then I see this week they won the titles already. I was getting ready for a nice build up and a story back and forth, this, that, and the other. And all of a sudden they just win the titles. So now I'm like, I'm like, it's like premature ejaculation. Like it, I'm unsatisfied. Like what the yeah, hell? Exactly. Yeah, it was too fast. I love. There's gonna be a reason for that. There's gonna be Robert Roode, but or something surely. Maybe yeah. Like, did they even announce there was a title match? Like I was looking forward to this. I thought Royal Rumble. I, like they could have built it up so good. And then they ruined it. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Too fast. Summons uh, happened, I think. Summons happened, surely. Too furious. Yeah, okay. That must be it. But, you know, from what we see, it's pish. So, yeah, there it is. <laughs> so, three pish, me good. <laughs> you don't have any I good for the week, I can't think Jack? of any, to be honest. With you. Roman Reigns is good every week, but I don't want to say it again, so. All right. That's fair. Okay. Well, I'll be uh, but Are I, you sure? Okay, go for it. All right. Well, my yeah, pish actually it. kind of builds off of one of Jason's pishes, honestly. Uh, my pish was <laughs> uh, has to do with uh, 
has to do with it's and it's become a trend i've noticed it a couple times but but especially on raw this was it happened three or four times a match ends and someone gets on the mic and says wait a minute i challenge you it happened with riddle and lashley <laughs> to riddle with mvp Sheamus and Keith Lee had a tag team match and they were friends and hugging and then they come back from commercial and they got into a fight apparently <laughs> now they're fighting uh, oh and there was uh, Elias oh and Jackson Riker and uh, Xavier Woods no Jeff Hardy oh. excuse me <laughs> it's always just yeah a match ends and it guy starts up it's just okay who's making these matches structure yeah, there's no structure. I, I can't even follow what's going on. You have again, you have Keith Lee and Sheamus being buddies, and then you come, you go to commercial, you come back, and it's like, yeah, they got into a fight over the commercial breaks, so and now, now they're in a match. Oh my god! It's just like really, that's you know, and it's not the wrestlers' fault they're being told to do this. It's just we really don't have anything better than this. Yeah. Like Drew being out with COVID doesn't cause everything under him to to break down there, there's got to be something else that we can do um besides having two matches for the price of one and a couple of them aren't really even good <laughs> um, so yeah just that i don't like the planning on that uh my one good there's a lot to like from nxt um I'll go to NXT a bit later but my one good comes from smackdown and it comes with a wrestler who I think is very underrated, not by the fans, but by the company who hasn't gotten a ton uh, of real chance to show what he can do by the company. I think people are sleeping on him. But on SmackDown, he had a really, really great opportunity to prove himself, and that's Shinsuke. Uh, I loved seeing Shinsuke pretty much run the gauntlet. And even though he didn't endure in the end i i saw why like it made sense it wasn't just because oh here comes adam pierce to to jump in and and take the win it was obviously it's like shinsuke is a threat he if he goes up against roman he, he's a pretty tough guy he might get in there and pose a threat to roman so of course we're going to beat the crap out of him and put adam pierce over him so i get adam pierce instead of shinsuke but it was just it was nice to see someone like shinsuke who Pretty much since he won the Royal Rumble, it's kind of been not great for him. And again, not really by any fault of his own. Just they don't seem to really be good at pushing people whose first language is not English. Yeah. Why do they always take these amazing wrestlers and just, you know, yeah. wreck, wreck them? Uh, like Oscar's the champion, but at the same time, like no one really cares about her and she's not in any real storylines at the moment she was pretty she was handed the championship in a briefcase exactly on, on star power alone shinsuke should be a main eventer he is an international amazing. legend yes, amazing. yes. In skill, skill. He, he, and and <laughs> even just he doesn't even need to speak just his entrance when he was first coming to wwe he was doing all these crazy things coming to the ring he just he's he's got so much charisma just by his body movements and just by the the energy he exudes and again he's an international legend. You're telling me you can't do more with him? I was happy to see uh, uh, him show off a bit more on Friday, and I'm hoping this is not just sort of like a one-off thing, and it's <laughs> a sign of things to come. But Don't, don't I, hope. I know. I've been disappointed many, many times before. <laughs> yeah. 
So there's my one good, and uh, have a nice milk. I'll save it till these other guys are done with their things. Have a nice Have a nice milk. <laughs> Lovely. Um, I guess I'll go. That's all right, big ginger. All right, sure. Bastard. Um, I'm going to start with my one bad because again, it builds off of Jason's pish and Waxman's pish. Pish Mountain. Pish Mountain. Pish City. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> I I also thought it was ridiculous that I watched six matches. And it was actually only three feuds on Raw. That's ridiculous. Mm. Six matches and three feuds. And again, it was something started over the commercial break. I just wanted to read through some of the roster that were not involved, some of the Raw roster, male and female, that were not involved in Raw that could have filled that spot. Yep. Okay. These are the people who are signed to now. I'm not counting the ones that currently state that they are inactive due to injury. Or dead. Okay? Or, or dead. Okay. These are only people who are available <laughs> according to the online lists. Okay? Akira Tozawa, Andrade, Angel Garza, technically Big Show is signed to Raw, um, Daba Kato, uh, Eric, of Eric and Ivar. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ivar is not available, but Eric is. Uh, we didn't see anything really from Grand Metalik or Umberto Carrillo. Who else did we not see? Uh, Lindsay Dorado, we didn't see. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to count the guys from Retribution because we did have our Retribution match as such. Uh, we didn't see Ricochet. There was no Riddick Moss. He's technically on the roster. We didn't see anything from R-Truth. Technically, um, Titus O'Neil is also on the roster. We saw nothing <laughs> from Asuka, the women's champion, mm -hmm. on Raw. We saw nothing from um, Lana. I guess she's fake injured as such. Um, technically, Mickey James is on the roster. Naomi... We didn't see anything from her. Nikki Cross. Where is Naomi? Peyton Royce. Uh, Reckoning. I've named a bunch of people there that should have been on that show. But no, what I watched was a tag team match between Sheamus and Keith Lee beat Miz and Morrison, and then they argue and have another match themselves. Why? It didn't even seem like the announcers knew what was going on. They didn't even know what was going on. It literally went to break, and they were mm. hugging. And when it came back... The bell had already rung, and the match was ongoing. And it's not like you're—it's a live show where something happens in in the stadium. It's you can you just—they're <laughs> hugging. The cameras go off, and you right. That's it. Just you want a cup of tea for five minutes, and then all right, all right here we go, guys. Four, three, two, and then start a match, and then say, "Oh, this happened at the commercial break." But no, they they didn't do that. They just. I don't know. I, you know, you know what they should have done at the commercial break? Mandy Sachs promo with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, they cut a promo. Oh, don't worry, you don't need to see it. <laughs> yeah. Watch it on YouTube later. It's, it's ridiculous that you've got all these people signed. That, granted, I think there's other people that deserve a shot that were released last year. That didn't get their shot, but still, you've got these people. Use them. Why are you not using them? 
unless they've all got COVID and we just don't know about it. Yeah, there might be something going on we don't know. That's why and all that's this stuff. Is I get so that. I, I I understand that, but then you you have a three hour product. Cut and, it down. <laughs> yeah, just just say right. Do you know what? The show we're struggling with X, Y, and Z. We're going to cut the show down to two hours. Fine. Nobody's going to bother be because so I don't. Good. I don't want to watch the same match three <laughs> times. On a show that's ridiculous, I don't want to see that. Yeah, to so stop doing it. The only positive of this for me was when I was looking through the list of the rosters, I found out that Bo Dallas is technically signed to SmackDown. Still believe, I still believe, yeah, SmackDown specifically, specifically really. SmackDown. So I found that, um, and I was very happy about that. Mm. Um, so that's good news, but anyway. How long till he's at the head of the table yeah. is what I'm wondering. He's already there, quite honestly. He's the head of the table <laughs> in our hearts. Yeah, exactly. Head of the moral table. Yeah. Yeah. He's head of the yeah. craft he's table in the, the back. <laughs> head of the marriage table, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's my, my wampish. Just use your talent. Both SmackDown and Raw, use your talent. You've got guys there. And if you don't have them there, why not? Like, tell us or build it into a story or, or do something with it but I'm just sick of the same pish every week um, anyway right that's enough <laughs> a wan kid right wan <laughs> kid and I'm going to say it I love the whole Adam Pierce Roman Reigns angle I think it's class I think it's do you know the thing that really cemented it for me is when, you know, obviously they had the promo at the start of SmackDown and I thought the promo was really well done and Ro Roman has obviously learned a lot from maybe, I mean, I'm guessing he's learned a lot from, uh, what's his name? Paulie Dangerously. Paul Heyman. Paul <laughs> Heyman. Um, <laughs> he actually mentioned that on SmackDown in a promo with uh, with Adam Pearce. Yeah. He actually mentioned that he was Paulie. Oh, that was class, but yeah, like he's obviously learning some stuff from him because his promo work is getting much better than it used to be. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I like that promo, and then obviously the the Heyman promo with uh, Adam Pearce was good, but then see when he brought him out to the ring, and Roman's standing there and he's got like his arm round Adam Pearce or whatever, and he just goes, <laughs> "You see, this is my show." <laughs> I pay your way, or like I employ you, or whatever it is he said, and I'm just kind of like, oh, mm. I run the show, I run or something. The show like, or I'm something just like, like, oh, that's that's badass. He's like, yeah, this is my <laughs> show, mate. You know, it was just really well done, and mm. the fact that obviously we've got this time just now where there's no audience, so we can hear a lot more going on outside and around the ring. That was a perfect way to utilize this time that we've got, you know, um, and then. For him, throw him in the ring and then kick the hell out of Shinsuke and then yeah I don't know what's going to happen in the match I don't think Adam Pierce is going to win but imagine I, he did but, but this is imagine it. Like, if he did though might, yeah that's the know, whole like, thing we all want to see so like, ridiculous. what if he does he might win it or are we going to see a, a you know I don't know Miz transfer show and cashes it I, I, I have no idea what would you do, Jason, if your boy loses to Adam Pearce? I would Pierce? be excited because it's so ridiculous, you know? But it's it was, such I, a good angle. 
because he's a legit wrestler. None of us, I don't think, know his stuff, but he he's got apparently a pretty good track record from uh, Ring of Honor. Um, I don't, I've never seen his stuff, but uh, no, like, neither. Me like either. my initial reaction to this, you know, feud or match was bad because in the group chat, you just someone just posted the picture yeah. Adam Pearson's stupid face, and I'm like, why the hell is he fighting him? Like, I started to figure <laughs> out why and, and listen. To the build-up, I'm like, okay, you know, they're putting a good effort with the story and and the uh, and the promos. And I didn't know that he was a wrestler previously. I guess like he he looked like he might have been, but I don't know his history. So if they bring out his history and stuff, it could be cool, definitely. Yeah, we, I mean, we've got a couple of weeks to kind of build it. Yeah, we know that that's going to happen. So maybe we see in the build-up Adam Pierce versus I don't know, just anybody. Do you think warm-up matches? I don't even know to get warm-up matches. It might just the first time we see him will be the Rumble. Especially yeah, if I... uh, Sonia Deville now is supposed to be like the general manager. Right? Yeah. yeah what's, so what's going on with that? I mean, like, what do you guys think of that? Some... Like, a, like a pairing of what, uh, you know, whatever. Like, I, I get it. It's somebody happy on SmackDown. Yeah. But are they going to do the same with Raw then? Like, are you going to have a GM on Raw and a GM on SmackDown and Adam Pearce bounces between the two? Yeah. I'm. I, that's fine with me if you do it, but I just don't see why you would have it on one we show. Were, we were clamoring for some sort of real presence, you yeah. know, with title, and now we have one. And, you know, I'm glad she's back. I hope she's doing well. And yeah. see if she can thrive in this role. Absolutely. Agreed. I, I would like to see her wrestle, though. And if she's not going to be doing that much wrestling, maybe she can't just now, and that's fine for whatever reasons. That's I get that, but I would like to see her wrestle again. Same, but uh, you know she's back, and that that's probably a good, good first step. But yes, anyway, just to end, that is my one good. I'm actually very excited for the whole Roman Pierce angle. I think it's quite exciting. And I genuinely don't know what's going to happen. The next couple of weeks might allude to it somewhat, but I don't know what's going to happen at at the Rumble. Yeah, I feel like a lot of Roman's title reign has been, you know, tons of great promo work and story building with matches that aren't really a threat to him. Like, we don't necessarily think he's going to lose, but we don't know what's going to happen and where the story will go. I mean, obviously, his biggest threat was Kevin Owens, for sure legit threat but i don't think any one of us thought kevin owens was gonna win the title no no not clean no yeah i didn't think i don't think he has any so obviously wasn't going to adam pierce isn't going to you know he's just like he's like that classic heel that tries to dodge the real big tough matches but still proclaims that he is the head of the table yeah all right so my one good one, Pish. Um, we've spoken about a lot of stuff already, but I'll try to go through this. Jason, did you already use the the um, tag match as an example of Street Profits? Uh, just the... Well, yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> I'll just rattle through them quickly. That's one of mine for sure, Street Profits losing the title in that match. Um, just not a, great, not a great match, not a great story, just not... Just a weird time for them to lose it. Like, I really want the other two. I want to be behind the other two also, but this win is just not going to get me behind them. So, I don't know. I was actually excited for that tag team. Like, Bobby Roode and Ziggler mm-hmm. are a good tag team. They're fun to watch. And against Three Profits, they put on good matches. That It was 
it looked like it could have been a good match, but didn't have a lot of time. The story was kind of messy. It was, like, it wasn't great booking. I don't know. I just don't understand why did they did that Did you watch the whole match? Yeah, like how yeah. Um, What's-His-Face disappears, and it's just one-on-two. Because I only saw, like, the highlights. I'm like, where was he? He was gone for so long. What happened? That's, I watched the highlight. I had to go back and watch the match to be like, where did he go? Why was it a two-on-one? They didn't announce a two-on-one match. So then what the... Anyway, just absolute pesh, mate. Um, Drew's COVID speech, pesh. Don't like it. I uh, don't like the fact that he got COVID. Um, you know what? Sorry, I'm a fan of yours, and I'm allowed to say it. You are a fucking rat. I don't know what you did. Maybe it was from a fan or something, but you got to be more careful. You're the... the I mean, you know. we don't know. We, we have to go out with masks on. We can still catch it. It's possible, right? Of course, of course, and he gets tested yeah. more than everybody else and all yeah. that, but anyway. Uh, my good is going to be Sami Zayn. I thought he was fantastic this week in the uh, beginning of the gauntlet match. I hope that he comes out first for the Royal yes. Rumble. Yeah, what do you guys think? With the mic the whole time complaining. And... How is he so good? How is he so good? Like, why is he so above everyone else? I mean, well, Roman's there too and Jay, but, you know, like, what's going on here? Why is it such a discrepancy? His promos don't feel yeah. scripted. And he has his own cameraman now. It's hilarious. It's so good. His character, and he just goes like this is supposed to be wrestling. Go too far. He's going so far with everything. You don't have to tell him to to rein it back. You have to tell him. You know, you just just keep doing what you're doing because now you're in this perfect level of rattiness and just like the conspiracy theories are building and piling up. And I think Sami Zayn is fantastic. And I wish he was still against Big E more because I thought he was bringing, bringing the best out of Big E, where now Big E versus Apollo is just, it's not very exciting because Apollo is just not a good promo yet. Uh, well, yeah, that's for sure. But I mean, it's also because of the ending was so stupid. Like, they kind of set them up for failure there. Yeah. Ugh. That double was a double pin, double count. Story, title was supposed to switch. The story of the match was switch. dope. But Apollo was manhandling Big E. That was amazing. I was like, what the hell? Beautiful. Yeah. It seems like they're trying cool. to do this thing where they, they're playing into the commercial break. So rather than rather than just go, right. oh, what a move. That was insane. Oh, 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 we'll be right back with the rest of this match. They, <laughs> they go, they make up some nonsense excuse to end a match or, or have something happen right at the time that they go for break. And then when they come back, it's like, right, well, while you were away, we had a quick chat. We sat around the table, had a discussion, and we decided to restart the match. Right. So it's like they kind of play into the fact that they've got a break. Just go a break. We we all understand that big massive companies run the world and there's going to be adverts. We get it. Just do it. Um but yeah, it, it's annoying. I don't like it. And the biggie IC title match was just an yeah, unfortunate casualty of that as such. And I guess I should go with my... No, that's my good and my bad. Yeah, you're good that's with Sammy Zane, right? That's, that's, uh... Yeah, yeah Sammy Zayn was, was going to be my good. I don't know if there's anything else. Like, I have all kinds of notes, but nothing's like... It wasn't a great week in wrestling, so I'm not sure if there's anything else I want to say. In the meantime, how about the we get to the milky moment, moment of the week? week? Yes, and it's my opportunity to talk a little bit about NXT. 
I really hope it's yeah, the match I think it their is. Their event that wasn't a pay-per-view but still had a special event, New Year's Evil. We had some really, really nice stuff. First of all, the repackaging and return of Zia Lee with Boa, uh, the weird, like, mysterious uh, martial artsy thing. Very interesting. Very uh, looking bizarre, forward to seeing where that's going. We had um, Damian Priest and Karrion Cross, a very violent and physical match. We sadly uh, did not get Timothy Thatcher versus Tommaso Ciampa, a small injury to Thatcher. But as soon as he's healthy, we will get that match between them. So very much yeah. looking forward to that. We had two top quality matches on NXT. One of them was a main event match between two wrestlers we've seen compete before, Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor. Absolutely excellent. I love the storytelling of that match. They played on how Finn broke his jaw. Uh, Finn endeavored. He won. He won out, but a great match between the two with Pete Dunne sort of lurking in the, in the crowd there, which I like, a possible challenger. But the Have a Nice Milk match of the week has to be the last woman standing match between Rhea Ripley yes. and Raquel Gonzalez. This was brutal, you watch violent, but entertaining match. And it's a match, and again, I don't want to bring like gender into this, but it's not a match you see women compete in or, or, or put on very often. Just a fight, an absolute like brawl fight. Uh, there was just great spots throughout, good storytelling. I love when Dakota Kai started coming in and, and <laughs> Rhea like, threw into her locker and locked her yeah. in. Um, this seems like it's going to be Raquel Gonzalez's year. She's being built as a very legitimate contender to Io Shirai's uh, championship. Uh, I highly recommend, if you have not watched this match, that you go and watch it. This was just... I don't remember ever seeing a last woman standing match um, ever. And these were the two women. Yeah. Charlotte and or is it Sasha? Yeah. Okay. Sure. But it doesn't happen often. Uh, These are the two women to have one. These are the two women to have one. Two powerhouses. Becky versus Charlotte. I think you would. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, But very rare. rare. Uh, Definitely, you can count them on one hand. uh, That's for sure. Oh my God. Some of the things that you just saw in this match, it's just. Uh, even, this, even... This, is, this is one of the times where I managed to watch SmackDown, Raw, NXT, and AEW this week. I watched it all. Damn. Uh, it was a lot of time spent watching wrestling, and NXT was so good from start to finish. It was. But this match, this. It, I'm so glad that this, I, I honestly I didn't want to text anything to, you know, influence your decision. Not that I can because it's entirely up to you. Uh, you didn't need I'm to. So, I'm so glad you picked that. Yeah, it was such a good match, and it really it felt like almost like kind of passing of the torch from Rhea to to Raquel Gonzalez. It was almost like, you know, let's so. put on this absolute beast match. Yeah. And then probably by Rumble Mania time, she's going to be on the main card. I, I, and I'm, that's going to be class. And then Raquel can just run wild over NXT. And, and it's just, the match was so good. The spots were perfect. The, the actual wrestling ability was great. Yeah, Raquel. Raquel. So good. 
we I mean we said this a couple of weeks ago when we saw our war games yeah ages ago now when we saw our war game that was like a that was a good taster but you know man she is class like I'm really excited to see what happens here um yeah it was yeah, a great match. brilliantly wrestled match and i agree with jordan i think it was a bit of a passing of the torch i don't think Rhea has anything left to accomplish in nxt i think she's ready to come up and she will add a unique dimension to the wwe women's division whatever brand she ends up on and i think i would put, her, brand on would raw you put her on because yes. raw has more powerhouse I don't want to say large, but like they have Shayna Baszler, they have Nia Jax, they have mm-hmm. Charlotte. These are women that Rhea could really stand up with, you know? Uh, same with Asuka mm-hmm. as well. Whereas SmackDown, yeah, you have Bianca Belair, who is a beast in her own right, but you also have Bailey, you have Sasha, you have, you do have Carmella, you do, I think you have more there. I would bring Rhea Ripley up to Raw and make her another powerhouse. Yeah. Um, my question is, uh, is NXT still regarded as, like, not, I don't want to say lesser, but, like, the undercard? Like the um, or, or like a yeah, like, just because it's better than the other two shows doesn't That's mean it's I'm regarded saying. as like, better at the uh, Rhea Ripley, she, she's, you know, it's really better. doing well on NXT, having these these amazing slobber knocker matches. It's, it's not it's, as highly regarded as if it happens on the main roster, right? Yeah. I think... It, because, like, for example, you didn't like you probably didn't even I, see the highlights, right? Because it's just not part of everyone's yeah. repertoire yet to be involved NXT in NXT. Is, it's not your fault. It's the way they yeah. um, the advertise NXT it. Is that it is developmental? Yes. Like, there's no arguing that fact. It is the developmental talent. They're coming from the performance center. This is their kind of taster into what main True. mainstream yeah. WWE is like. The problem is because it's now on. Remember, it used to just be shown on the network. Yeah. It's now on national TV. They've had to bring some of those bigger talents. Make it legit. Finn Balor and Charlotte Flair to hold the yeah. title, to kind of legitimize it a little bit. So that kind of blurs the lines of what, where does this fit in? Is it just another brand? Or is it actually developmental stuff? It is ultimately meant to still be. Like, like you do still graduate from NXT. Uh, you know, there's guys like Ciampa, like Gargano, who who I think they'd even prefer to stay down in NXT. They, they yeah. seem to be enjoying themselves a lot more. I forgot to mention Gargano and Candice with, with the way, uh, as they're calling it now. That, that seems to be a pretty fun uh, little faction. Uh, that promo did some it. Yes, it did. Austin Theory or whatever, getting a tank bullet in the balls was pretty good. Yeah, and he's 23, 22. <laughs> they can't all be MJF at that age, you know? <laughs> but it is still a developmental program. You know, you, the goal is still to bring someone from NXT to the main roster. You, it's almost like a proof of concept. So a guy like Keith Lee, a Karrion Cross, I imagine, very soon... Rhea Ripley, maybe even like a, someone a bit lower down, like a Dexter Loomis comes up as well. Uh, the goal is still to go up to WWE at a certain point. Yeah, but since like you said, it's an actual show. Yeah, uh, yeah. they need I guess they need the legitimate talent down there that clearly yeah. should be on the mere uh, the on the main roster. Clearly, like Rhea Ripley is could be one of the best on the main roster. You have people on the main roster that don't even belong on the main roster compared to her. Yeah. But I guess they want some people down there. I like think that. Just uh, there seems to be a almost a worry 
for you know it's easy to move people up but it's much more difficult for them to move people back down yeah because it, it is seen as a downgrade as such so i guess there's that little bit of a skepticism uh, from their part of doing that yeah um but i'm just noticing time is moving on and wax mentioned mjf did i was so of yeah. course i need to uh, mm-hmm. as the resident aew mark i need to mention a couple of things from aew this week if that is okay um the first thing i want to mention is everybody's um favorite uh the possibly the best um frog sorry dog splash mm-hmm. i've ever mm-hmm. seen um, <laughs> snoop dog one star so frog splash one star it goes no 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 move move him away move him further away and then it goes that's a bit far bring him closer bring him closer and then just kind of <laughs> jumps off lands on his feet and then falls on top it's one of the greatest things i've ever seen in my life um, so yeah, shout out to what is he like mid fifties or something like that? Like, why was he there? Um, be, the whole premise is that Snoop Dogg is part of this uh, talent show that Forty Nine Big Show. Oh yeah, Cody's doing that uh, with uh, Snoop yeah Cody's yeah. co-hosting with Snoop Dogg. Right, it's like a talent a game show, show or something for like weird talent, talent show. Um, so I think Snoop Dogg as part of. The promotion for that was was on AEW. I mean, Rosario uh, Dawson's going to be on next week. I would hope bloody so. Oh. Or we can just watch her in The Mandalorian uh, over and over, and that'll do. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yes, that'll do. That was hilarious. Of course, we had the return of Moxley. He came out and bust a, a good promo as ever. But when was we saw Moxley for was it a good promo? Yeah. Hey. Was it a good promo? Just because I I didn't see it, I'm gonna watch it. But I yeah, just yeah. It, 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 it about was it. like, I think his promos are definitely getting better. Okay. E, uh, EW have let him a little bit looser with the kind of stuff that he says. It was actually a very good promo. Um, he talked about how he kind of got screwed out of the the title and that he didn't actually lose it. In he, he obviously lost it through a schmoz as such. So he talks about that a little mm-hmm. bit, which is quite cool. But it was a very good promo. And then we saw him later in the night um, coming to the aid of um, Ray Phoenix at the end of the Kenny Omega match. But the highlight of the night has got to, of course, be, and I called it a couple of weeks ago, the Good Brothers, the reuniting of the club on AEW. Yes. So crazy good. coming back and they destroyed so good. everyone, literally everyone. Not just they like folk were trying to ring. get in to stop them, and they're just knocking them out. Because the announcers a great job on the commentary team telling the story and be like, "Where's our security? Why isn't anyone getting in the they ring?" Tried People tried to get, in, to get in, the in the ring. It wasn't like barbed baseball People bat. Trying to like... get in to stop it, and they were just knocking them out. Even to the point where they were, they got out the ring and they're standing in front of like Billy and Austin Gunn and they're knocking them out outside and jet ah oh, so good and then of course the young bucks come out and you're like oh, okay what's going to happen here like they used to be a team in turn New on Japan them, are they going to turn oh is there going to be a dinner no 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 too sweet ah oh, so I, I think I'm watching the wrong shows to be honest <laughs> yeah you are you absolutely are. But uh, yeah, like to see these guys, I mean, 
this is a, a legitimate tag team who proved how good they are in every promotion they've ever touched. Yeah. And now... It's just exciting stuff. Yeah. There's things happening. There's things, even if you don't like these guys, it's just like there's big things happening. You want to see what happens. Darby Allen. I mean, if you know, for Darby Allen's doing great. And uh, John Moxley coming back, like big promo by him. And then yeah. this happens. So it's just like, it's where's everything AEW going? You are setting up for a really good year. And obviously, as we fil- we film this, we don't film it. Well, technically, as we Jericho on commentary. Um, for you, it's tomorrow. For me, it's today. Um, AEW will air. Um, so we're getting New Year's Smash or whatever it's called, part two. So that'll be exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. Um, yeah, just do yourself a favor, go and watch AEW, and then you'll see what you're missing in WWE. But yeah, class, good mm-hmm. brothers, too sweet. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Definitely loved it. Yeah, I, I, I highly recommend. AEW to everyone, it's really good right now. And even if you just skim through and watch the parts that you that you connect with right now, I mean, Jericho on commentary alone is worth <laughs> listening to, I think. Eric Rowan. <laughs> Redbeard. Rowan. Redbeard. <laughs> Great. Come on, get it right. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, well, is there anything else you guys want to say in wrapping up here on the Four Jobbers podcast? Get Get... Get a get a consistent no, right. Royal Rumble declaration process, please. Don't make Drew Gulak have to go through hurdles and hurdles, and then Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke can just say, "Yeah, we're declaring." Yeah, okay. Say so at the same Drew's time. Drew's got to find a friend, and uh... <laughs> you say it at the same time, you're fine. Yeah. Otherwise, no. That's it. But, all right. Well, thank you, everyone, so much for listening to another episode of the Four Jobbers Podcast. On behalf of the entire crew. I want to say that we love you. You can follow us at the Four Jobbers, I think. No, it's some other stuff. But anyway, search Four Jobbers on everything, and you'll find us. Everything's down in the stuff below. We'll see you next week. Get your welly you. (laughs) And remember, if you push people around, you might get pushed out of the ring. And what's the (laughs) best way to push someone out of the ring? Over the top rope? That's right. All you need is a giant set of knockers. Some rock side blonde hair <laughs> and a little bit of the old muscles. No. Aye. <laughs> I was talking about stunning Steve Austin, by the way. Of course. The millionaire blonde.